So in my last YouTube video, I said I was never going to bother doing a podcast again because I didn't feel like it was for me. But I don't know. I was talking to someone the other day and every once in a while, maybe I could just make something. I feel like I use... not just podcasts, but every form of media as a sort of visual or auditory diary when I get tired of writing in my own journal. And I think that's kind of what this podcast has become. Like, I don't know if I have the time to really bring guests onto the podcasts or even really put a lot of thought into them, except with my own thoughts that I've had during the day. Um, My friend was saying that she thought mine was very unique because I talk more about feelings. And I guess I just tend to want to talk about feelings because not a lot of people want to do that. I think one of the most important things I've learned recently um, is the importance of laughing and the importance of laughing at the things you do and the things you make mistakes on. I think one of the big things I, I laugh at is this podcast because I started it and just, it was like, whatever. Like I just was not into it. And I laugh because I, (laughs) I have to, I have to kind of get out all of that anxiety that I feel towards oh my god I just put myself out there and everybody knows what's on my mind um and laughing just makes me feel a little bit better about it I don't have to take myself so seriously I don't have to take a lot of the things that I do so seriously and when I say that I mean more of like the work that I make or like the mistakes that I make Because what is life if I'm just like, oh my god, I have to beat myself up because I'm a horrible person. Because I did this one tiny little wrong thing and now I'm like a bad person and I have to go through this whole regimen to like cleanse myself of all of this bad energy and then have to like start being a whole new me and learning new tactics to like make myself a better person. Like I, I'm sorry. Yes cool, I'll do it. Not for every single fucking little thing that I do, right? I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but it can get a little bit tiring with this whole new year, new me type of thing. Like how about new year, still old me, but kind of like changing a little bit? Why do I have to put so much pressure on myself to be a completely different person? What's wrong with the person I am? Why can't I just like myself? with all my flaws and why can't I just laugh at those flaws and enjoy my life as a big comedy I think a big part of like just comedic stuff is making things for yourself that make you laugh this podcast makes me laugh A lot of 
the work that I do in film makes me laugh. Being on set makes me laugh. And the magic of making things just for making things is so beautiful, you know? They call it making for making's sake, not making for people to watch so that they can like it and you can feel validated by that. I make for myself. And I make so I can laugh. I make things I like that I want to see and not things I think other people will want to see. There's a beauty in creating for myself. And it's a wonderful act of just putting things out there so that you can feel that validation of, hey, I'm not afraid to put myself out there. I'm not afraid for people to laugh at me and I'm not afraid to people, for people to laugh with me. And I'm not afraid that, you know, I might have to just look at that in the future and laugh. At how stupid it was. <laughs> or how silly it was. Or like how big of a deal it would have been for me. That, and it probably isn't that big of a deal for me now. I don't know if I'm making sense. And as much as it is nice making things, it does get tiring. And I've ta- I think I've talked about this before where burnout sucks and it feels bad and it feels like, oh, I want to keep making things, but I have no energy and I don't want to stop, but I need to stop. So this December, I'm deciding I'm going to take a break. I have one thing that I'm really, really focused on, uh, which is a funding thing, but I... I'm trying to stick to focusing on one specific project and also another one, but I'm still waiting for some funding to roll in for that one and not really putting a lot of pressure on myself to make big projects. If I'm making anything, it's going to be on my own, right? Me and a camera, maybe going around Vaughn, making things that, you know, speak to my life and what I experience on a daily basis. Um, And I think something that I'm definitely not going to (laughs) do is make podcasts because I just feel like they're not for me always. I definitely probably will make episodes every so often. I always say, oh, I'm never going to do it again. And then I do it. And then, you know, I end up doing it and it's there. And then I say it again. And it's this whole stupid cycle of me lying to myself. I feel like I'm whining and I probably am every day. But I enjoy the platform as this personal diary that I've exposed to the world And it's kind of like my diary that you can listen via audiobook. So enjoy this audiobook about me trying to figure out my thoughts that make absolutely no sense. I know that one thing I definitely want to reflect on this winter is my Italy trip. And... I haven't really been able to fully process it 
and it's it's almost December and I was there in June and I still like it felt like I just came back and nothing like nothing stopped everything just kept going um and it reminds me of like how Mel Brooks never made History of the World Part 2 I made Italy Part 1 when I came back and never made Italy Part 2 and I honestly don't have any plans of making Italy Part 2 um and I think about that a lot because I think it's just such a smart idea the history of the world part one goes up to a certain point and he can't make a part two part two is still happening and that's what it's like with this Italy trip like my part two of my Italy trip is being back in Canada and processing it and that's still happening um and it probably will be going on for a really really long time so there's really no point in me making a history of the world part two not everything needs a sequel right my film is in post it's not even finished yet like what do i really have to say i'm still learning from that thing because i'm still in it I'm still in this workshop and I'm, I don't even know, like, I can't, I can't process things until it's done and I just think that this one will never be finished. I think that it'll linger for the rest of my life. I will say though that One thing it's taught me being able to go to a different country and meeting so many people from across the world, even though I live in a country where people come from across the world all the time, it completely changes your perspective and it makes you realize how much of a bubble we live in in Canada. I was talking to someone today about it and I love my country so, so much. I love it so, so much. But outside of my grandparents' stories of immigration and, like, how they came here with different perspectives and um, the landscape in Canada has changed over the years, you know, like, we don't even realize how our country has unconsciously distanced ourselves from the rest of the world. We live in a little container in the fridge and you know, like it, nothing ever goes inside except for this tiny little like crumb, right? So we still live with stereotypes, like how other countries in the world think that we are the greatest country on the planet, that we live in igloos and everything's cold here all the time. We think things about other countries and we go like, oh, these countries aren't as developed as we are, yet we literally do the same thing, right? Like, it's opened my eyes to how broad other countries are and how forward-thinking they are in comparison to America. And, you know, I don't know how we've done it to ourselves, but we've cut ourselves off of thinking that we're not the center of the universe, yet... I, like, I don't even know how to explain it. 
we act like we're, we are cultured and understand everything because people from other countries come here all the time, but we've still managed to cut ourselves off of the rest of the world. So we're hypocrites. Do with that what you will. Process that however you want. That's what I'm thinking in my brain right now. We are hypocrites because we don't know what's going on in the world. We don't know what's going on in other film industries. We just know our own and then we cut ourselves off from it. And I don't want to hear that like, oh, we know everything because we have this beautiful mosaic of a country. We don't even like pay any attention to it. We're still Canadians. People come here and adapt to us. We don't adapt to them. And that's why, like, the history of the world uh, part one is so interesting to me. Is, like, we are still going through part two, even in our own lives. Not just in my experience in Italy, but in our own lives. There shouldn't be no sequels because the sequel is still happening. We can't make anything based on a thing that's still happening that we can look back and laugh on. Or we could. Right? We could. I just think it, ta- me- it makes more sense to live through it. And then process it. And then do it. Because then you can find more comedy in it. And the greatest part is, once I publish this online, and once you hear it, by the time I get like five listens on this, I'm already going to have listened to this like a hundred times, processed it 87 more, and think to myself, oh my god, Lorenzo, this sounds like fucking shit. And then I'm going to laugh about it. Isn't that beautiful? My life is a comedy. And I'm all here for it.